Hello, Central New York, and hello, hockey fans all across the internet, and welcome to another episode of the Central New York Hockey Report podcast, uh, brought to you by the Creative Outpost, and we have got an awesome guest lined up today. Uh, this guy is just, uh, he's been on our old shows, and he's hes back for more, which we, we totally appreciate. Uh, but before I bring him in, I, of course, want to introduce my sidekick, my producer, the, the guy who's the madman on the keyboard over there, <laughs> Mr. Dave the Save Warner. How are you, bud? I'm good. He looks at my fingers when I'm doing that, you know, because they're on a keyboard, but <laughs> <laughs> looks down at him. What is he going to push next? Pretty much. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, he's got that sound machine. And I always get scared when he starts. Oh, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. oh, what's coming up now? Be careful, coach. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. And we've got our other co-host here, uh, of course, our, our faithful companion, uh, the one, the only, Mr. Jordan Brockway. Jordy, how are you? Good. I'm stressed, but good. Stressed? Oh, no. How could you be stressed on a beautiful day like this? Because it's 85. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we made him come indoors. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, anyways, I'm going to bring our guest in because I want to get to talking to him. Our guest is the head coach of the third-ranked Colgate Raiders women's hockey team. He is head coach Greg Fargo. Coach, how are you? I'm great, Scott. Thanks thanks again for having me back. I'm excited to be uh, back in studio here. Ab- absolutely. And, you know, we, we appreciate it because, you know, you could be out enjoying the sun. I mean, for those who, who aren't familiar with Central New York, it's about 85 degrees out there in the beginning of October, and I still can't believe it. I know it's wild. I I always say when you're anytime you're coming to the rink and not wearing a coat, it's uh it's a good day whether it's early in the year or late in the playoffs. It's uh it's great to be coming to the rink on days like today and uh taking in this weather. It's been fantastic lately. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, we're just coming off the summer full of fantastic weather. So, how was your off season? Yeah. It was great. Um you know, summer for us is uh a little mix of, um, you know, I, for us, I guess on the recruiting front, like you're always having, uh, you know, some some days in the rink. We're out on the road quite often in the in the off season. Um, in women's hockey, anyway, it seems to be a really uh, a time where where you can get a get out, and get some great evaluations on some up and coming players, and so that's where we spend a lot a lot of our time this off season. Um, it's in particular in June and July. Uh, we're on the road checking out the talent that's coming up and then uh, you know come August it was uh, it's been a heavy visit time just uh, official visit visits happening and and so that's been uh, even though we're not in season we're still thinking about hockey and talking hockey and uh, that was great and and along the way just uh, you know taking some time with my my young family and and trying to take a little vacation here or there and we were able to enjoy some of what New York had to offer on the Finger Lakes. And um, and also, um, you know, I was really fortunate as, as well to be a part of the uh, um, Hockey Canada's National Women's Team uh, camp here just in early September. And um, and so that was really exciting to be a part of and, uh, and a great experience all around. So a busy offseason, but... Um, I think when you're able to step away from your own team for a couple of months, it gets you that much more excited about, uh, you know, what's coming up and, and the season ahead. So excited to be back. Yeah. Sometimes it just feels good to step away and recharge the batteries. Really? No doubt. You know? no doubt. No. But, but I got to ask you, any summer sports you enjoy? Um, that's a great question. I, I mean, you know, there was a time where I would consider myself a, a golfer, but 
Um, truthfully, I, uh, I think I played two or three rounds this summer, so not enough to talk about. And beyond that, it was, uh, no, um, chasing my kids around at the soccer field, um, you know, or, or what have you, the gymnastics, uh, facilities in central New York, but, um, but that's honestly, it's, it's all about them now at their age, they're just getting into sports and it's really cool to, to see them finding their passion and what they love to do. So no complaints on my end. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hang them up in, uh, in all senses of, of being an athlete. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And you know, I, I, at one time considered myself a golfer too, and I was the only one who considered myself a golfer. Now I try to go out and get my money's worth. That's what I there tell everybody know. when I'm taking sevens, eights, nines. And <laughs> as long as the, the company is good and the scenery is great, I'm sign me up. And uh, that's I don't get to do it enough, but uh, but I'm right there with you, Scott. My game's not. I don't play enough to be uh, to be considered a golfer anymore. <laughs> well, see that then you and I should go golfing sometime. That would, that would be perfect. I think, so, I think croquet is yeah. more your your speed. Yeah. I was thinking more <laughs> miniature golf. <but> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, you, you talked about the recruiting process, and you, you've got seven new recruits uh, this season, uh, six brand-new recruits, and you got one transfer. So if you would, tell us a little bit about your new uh, new girls. Yeah, we've, uh, we're really excited about this year's uh, class of recruits. I think, um, you know, speaking generally, I mean, they, um, they're all really great kids from all very uh, different places all over North America. Um, you know, as you mentioned, we have uh, one transfer, uh, Sydney Morrow, who came from us uh, via Ohio State, and um, she's been a, a really great addition to our our decor. Um, and then beyond that, I think you know, if, if you were to look at our team in comparison to a year ago, um, probably the biggest change would be on the back end. And um, you know, we've added we've added Avery Pickering, um, Jamie Spring, Ella Belfry, and then Sid, of course, and. Um, it, it's a, it's a new look back there, but we're really excited about that young group and, and, uh, what they're going to be able to add to our team, not just this year, but in years to come. And, um, some of them have, have made a significant impact for us right away, uh, both on the ice and the, in the few games we've played, but also just every day in practice and bringing the level up. So we're excited there, um, about the future of our back end, especially. And then, uh, up front, we've got three pretty dynamic forwards. Um, Kaya Malachino, uh, Madeline Palumbo and Emma Pice and, um, all three of those players we feel are going to make a, a really great impact to our already, um, you know, strong group of forwards and, and they really help, you know, fill in some holes that we, that we wanted to, uh, you know, just add to our lineup. And, uh, you know, I think this, one of the strengths of our team is certainly in the depth and they, and they add to that. And I think they'll have no problem fitting in right away. So we're excited. Um, several of those players have some, you know, some national team experience, um, either with hockey Canada or, or USA hockey. And, um, if last weekend against Ohio was any, uh, indication of what they're capable of, I think they're going to enjoy some great college careers here. Absolutely. Absolutely. You look at, the, at your team and you match up with anybody in the country right now. It's it's like you said, top to bottom stacked with depth and it doesn't appear to have any real weakness uh, that, that stands out. Um, mm -hmm. I did notice uh, that uh, Sydney Morrow was paired up with Sydney Bard on defense. Yeah. And uh, I got to ask you, is can it be a little confusing having two Sydneys? You know, it's funny you say that we've we've had that discussion uh, several times. The, the 
the trouble the trouble is is that um Sid Morrow doesn't really have a nickname yet. She hasn't um nothing's nothing's caught on. So um you know, we've got to be really clear when uh when talking to either one um you know that who who we're going with, but it's really I think it's really easy for Stefan uh Dacos, our, our our coach who runs the D just to to call out the Sids when it's their turn to go. That's an easy one. No uh no miscommunications on that, but uh, we've got to find a nickname for for Sid Morrow to make things a little <laughs> easier. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah, I was sitting there in the press box watching that Friday night. I'm like, wow. I go that that's got to be tough. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's it's good. Uh, but no, they they um, like Sid Morrow spent some time in Lake Placid um, this summer with uh, with with Ali uh, Simpson and Sid Bard, and um, you know, all three of them were a part of that. USA development team. And so they, they were able to kind of get, uh, really well acquainted and, and, um, and that's been a, that's been, you know, such a seamless transition for, for Sid Morrow right off the bat. And she's fitting in exceptionally well and, and plays a style of game that, that fits our, our game model really well. So we're excited to have her. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, not just the new recruits, but you have a new assistant coach as well. Uh, Brianne Wilson-Bennett has come back to the program. Uh, she skated for Colgate from 2014 to 2018. How big is it to have somebody like her back in the fold? Yeah, it's uh, she's been incredible um, in, a, in her short time here. We were able to add Bree to our staff. And, and I think, um, you know, to bring someone in who's, who's fresh out of uh, playing, you know, she just played last year for the Toronto Six and the PHF and, and won a championship with them. And, um, you know, she brings a different perspective, perhaps, than than the three of us that are returning, and and we love that. And then, you know, to bring someone in that's you know that bleeds maroon, you know, came to Colgate, um, you know, when when we didn't have a track record of of winning games, and and single handedly helped turn not single handedly, but helped turn their program around sure. for the better, um, you know, and has her finger fingerprints all over our program. We're really excited about about Brienne's return. I mean, she just, she can speak to our current players in a different way than, uh, than we can. And, uh, and certainly paint a great picture for what Colgate is and, uh, both, both on the ice and, and in our program, but, but especially like what it's like to be a student athlete here at Colgate and speak to some future recruits and their families and, and paint a different picture perhaps and Steph and Chelsea and I can. And, uh, she's she's come in you know she's got lots of coaching experience in her in her short uh uh career post playing and she has fit in exceptionally well and we're we're thrilled to have her i know she's going to have a, a crazy good impact on uh on everybody in and around our program yeah absolutely and and well, of course you know 2018 your raiders made it to the the national championship game and she was a captain of that team so that's got to be awesome to have her in that experience yeah, it's a it's a really neat story. I mean, you know, when you walk around the rink, you see Brianne's picture all over, you know, and uh, there's some highlight goals that she scored throughout her career, but none bigger than the game she had in the Final Four against Wisconsin. She had a hat trick that game, and um, you know, set us on to the national final for the first time ever. And um, that was coming off a week where she was pretty pretty badly injured, but found a way to found a way to. Uh, make a really significant impact in probably the biggest game of her career. And um, she's just, uh, she's everything you want in a, as, as a coach, she was everything you wanted in a player. And now to have her uh, right there alongside us, um, 
you know, I can't say enough about Brienne, who she is and, um, you know, like her character and, you know, what she's going to be doing for our program now moving forward, just in a different capacity. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. it's always amazing how hockey players just find a way to play yeah, no yeah. matter what. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, it really, really is. is. But yeah. uh, let's, let's talk about this season. So uh, sure. coach, you've, you've said several times in the past that you like to have a lot of competition early. Well, my friend, you got your wish this season. So you opened up against number two, Ohio State. Uh, you split those two games down there at the Class 1965 Arena. Uh, the first game was an absolute thriller with Emma Pice scoring. I think it was like 29, or I'm sorry, uh, 40 seconds left in the third period. And then you lost 3-2 to two in overtime in the second game. Uh, just some impressions from that series. Yeah, I mean, going into it, I mean, it, it's certainly easy to have that series circled on our calendar ever since the – the schedule came out and was released. I mean, um, I think uh, when you can test yourselves against a really good team early on, um, you know, it's a win-win situation. You're going to find out what you have, I think, as a coach. And also uh, moving forward or looking ahead, it really, uh, it maps out a really clear picture of where we need to go and and certain areas we, we want to and need to get better at. And and also kind of highlight some of the things we think we can do well this year. So um, they they tested us in every way early on. Um, you know, I think and it was it was a really important series for us because coming off of last year and the way that it ended against Wisconsin at home, um, kind of you know it leaves a sour taste in your mouth. And for the, for all those players that are coming back, either for their senior or fifth year, or you know those that played a year ago and got to experience that Wisconsin game, I think. You know, playing this game, these games against Ohio was was a really important measuring stick for us on in terms of, um, you know, what what this path can be like for our group. So I was excited about the opportunity to play them. We all were. And, um, you know, it was, a, it was as you said, like, as you would expect, it was a great uh, series back and forth. Um, you know, we were able to get a lead in uh, in the first game and and then had to find a way to win late. And that was outstanding. Uh, the crowd at the 65 arena was probably one of the best crowds we've had. And, and you can just tell that the, the community and, and those that are paying attention to our program, um, you know, are excited about what's to come and, and have good reason to be excited for, uh, for the quality of hockey that they're able to see here in town. So, um, a win-win situation all around. Unfortunately, we we dropped the game on uh, on Saturday in overtime. Uh, it was a different game. We had to fight back from a two-nothing deficit. But right. you know, really proud of our group, um, especially against against a, a quality opponent, uh, to find a way to fight back in the third period there and uh, and take it to overtime. We've got a we've got to work on our three on three play a little bit no T, but that's on me and and we can shore that up but as i said it uh, you know you play those tough games early on and i think it really sets a really clear roadmap for your team uh, for the rest of the year and so we've got to just take what we've learned and and keep moving forward but um it was a great way to start the year yeah it sure was absolutely and you know i always kind of wondered do you practice a lot of three on three uh clearly not enough um <laughs> you know we we've came up a little short there the other night, but, you know, I think at different times we have when it, when it first came into, um, you know, when it first came into play and it was a new rule, uh, I think it was that COVID year. Uh, we did, we spent a lot of time talking about three on three and, um, you know, it was still relatively new. 
uh, in the NHL at the time. And, and so there wasn't a whole lot to pull from, uh, from a coaching standpoint, but we, we, we tried some different things and we were able to play with it a little bit. And over the last couple of years, we probably haven't, uh, practiced it nearly enough. Um, and, and so that's something that, you know, we can, we can pull from moving forward. It's kind of like, uh, you know, your four on three power play or, sure. you know, your three V five PK, like they're, they aren't things that are top of mind every week. And usually you're just so focused on getting ready for that next opponent. So, um, from a coaching standpoint, I've got to be a little bit more, um, you know, diligent and, and chipping away at some of those things like three on three and, and different power play special team situations. Yeah, but you know what, though? You only have so much practice time during the week. So, yeah. like you said, I mean, that's three on three is something it might come up, but yeah. it might not either. And you really want to, you know, spend more time working on the things that you definitely know you're going to see. Exactly. Um, and yeah. you had mentioned the, the, the crowd at the 65, and it, you're right. It was absolutely electric there. Uh, but I got to ask you, Friday night, did you happen to notice the swim team? Yeah, yeah, hard not to notice the <laughs> swim team, I think. I think that was uh, some of those photos or videos uh, were pretty close to going viral around uh, around you know Twitter and Instagram and uh, hard to get that out of your head. Hard, hard to get that out of your head. Yeah, did you the um, yeah the, uh, the uh, even even the kids around my neighborhood that that talk about the game they that's the first thing that they re- reference is. Uh, is those boys that were in the stands with no clothes on and uh, <laughs> granted they were in their swimsuits but but the eight-year-olds are you know it's, uh, it's pretty shocking i think for everybody in the ring um but truthfully not the first time we've seen the men's swim team at our games in that capacity they've been they've been coming to our games that way um you know for years for some of the bigger games and uh, man, it gets a rise out of people, and uh, you know we just appreciate all this, their support, but all the support that we had the other last weekend. It was great. We were able to, you know, uh, drop our banners from uh, last year's championship uh, team and celebrate that. But um, just to be able to kind of share that that experience of playing a good team like Ohio with our community is something that uh, means a whole lot to me. Um, and I think when we look back at this, that kind of a series. You know, years from now, there's going to be uh, several people that were on the ice playing, um, you know, in that game that that have gone on to do great things, whether it's in pro hockey or with their national teams. And it'll be it'll be neat to look back and, and see how many of those uh, those names, either in the Ohio State jerseys or Colgate jerseys are are now moved on to, to some big things beyond college hockey. Oh, absolutely. No doubt about it. Uh, so this weekend. The, the, the competition continues to be tough as you got number 11, Penn State, coming to town. Uh, just some thoughts real quick on the Nittany Lions. Yeah, you know, we um, we're, we played them last year uh, down at uh, Pagula Arena, and, um, you know, we had a really tight series. We, we ended up winning both games uh, on the road, but, but they were great games. They were very much back-and-forth games. Um, you know, we had to score late, I think, uh, in both of them in order to pull away with wins. But uh, those were crucial wins, actually, in in the whole scheme of or the whole picture of our year. And um, and so we'd expect a really a really tough series again. I think that experience, those that are coming back know how hard it was. Uh, Penn State is a team that, uh, you know, they're really well coached. Uh, 
um they have uh they, they have really good structure there's a plan there um and uh you know they're a strong physical team they make it really hard on you and um very similar to ohio state we we're going to expect a physical game against the the nittany lions this weekend um you know and and there's some areas I think we've learned from the last weekend we want to get better at, but, uh, you know, just aware of a couple of their players. They've got um, Tessa Janecki a really good player for them who uh, is on the national team. And um, and they've got a pretty strong goaltender back there. And and a defenseman that we know a lot about, Maggie McEachern, who, who is uh, at Penn State for a fifth year. So uh, excited to see Maggie. But uh, expecting a really tough series against Penn State, who who will certainly be fired up to to come here and play. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And just taking a look ahead at the rest of the schedule, you know, you, it's not an easy schedule at all. Uh, yeah. You're you're going to number six Minnesota Duluth in November. Uh, you got the battle at the Berg, the tournament in Pittsburgh. That's yeah. pretty interesting. I know you guys played there a few years ago. Uh, yeah. How did that come back about? Yeah, you know, um, there's. Um, Kathy Pippi is the, is the name of a, a lady who uh, organizes a lot of different events um, uh, for both uh, youth girls, girls events, but also, uh, you know, what she does a lot of times is she'll surround those youth events with college games so that the younger players get a chance to see um, otherwise games that maybe they would never get a chance to see, you know, college level players, uh, on the ice. And so she, she's able to combine both of those two. Um, we've been to uh, Pittsburgh in years past. We were in Nashville uh, just a couple of years ago. And so the opportunity to go back to Pittsburgh kind of came up. And, uh, and I think anytime you can do something a little different, play in a tournament like that and, sure. and have a chance to play uh, teams that we don't get to see on a regular basis. Uh, you know, you try and take advantage of it and, and enjoy some of those different experiences um you know and, and we've been able, fortunate to enjoy some some really good ones uh you know anytime we've we played in those tournaments so we jumped back on board and we're excited to go back to pittsburgh it should be fun yeah and that's uh, you're playing right where the penguins play correct the pbg paints arena uh actually uh, the we're gonna be playing at their practice facility um, okay okay but uh yeah it's it's really it's a neat facility they've yeah. got a couple of rinks there it's first class and um i think in a couple of years ago, we were able to see the Penguins uh, on the ice, or at least a few of their players. So that'll be that'll be fun and exciting. Hopefully, we can run into to Sid and Gino and and a couple of the guys. That would be absolutely awesome. That really yeah. would. And, and Sid, Sid Crosby is great with with the, just the hockey world in general. Such no a gentleman. Um, no you know, and, and just looking at the at the rest of the ECAC conference, what a gauntlet. I mean, you yeah. got five teams, including yourselves, in the top ten right now. Uh, never an easy game in the ECAC. No, never an easy game. And and that's another reason why you want to play some of these tough games early on in your season. It really prepares you for for what's to come in our league. Um, since I've been a part of it now for 12 years, um, it never gets easier. And, uh, you know, one thing I, I appreciate so much, we've got just such great coaches in our league. And, um, you know, and, and I, I love it because it challenges you to, you know, to keep evolving and growing. And, um, you know, everyone does a great job recruiting. Everyone does a great job coaching. And it makes for some really great hockey throughout the months of, you know, October all the way through February. And, um, you know, I think for us, 
um, it's hard to it's hard now to look at the schedule in the ECAC and circle one one series or one opponent um, that's going to be tough because every weekend provides a challenge, a different challenge, and so um, just looking to just looking to continue to get ready for what's going to be a gauntlet, as you said, and um, we know there's going to be some some ups and downs throughout the year, but. Uh, I feel really good about about the experience of this group, what we've been able to do the last couple of years. And, um, you know, there's one thing for sure. We feel like we're going to get everybody's best game, um, having been fortunate to win the league three years in a row. And um, we're just going to try and stay focused on us and, and make the most of every opportunity against some great opponents down the stretch. Yeah, no doubt. Everybody's circling Colgate on their calendars this season. Not a, not a doubt about that. All right, Coach. Well, thank you. But before we let you go, I got to ask you, you know, we were talking about the NHL starting up before we went on the air here. So who's your NHL team? Ooh, that's a good question. I, uh, Yeah, I, I would say Tampa's been a, been a favorite of mine for the last handful of years. Um, just really enjoy watching them play. It's funny now. I've never, I never really grew up with one team that I, that I, you know, adored. Um, but now from a coaching perspective, you, you really try to pick up different things that uh, different teams and coaches do. And, um, you know, so, so I, you know, I like Tampa, I enjoy watching the Leafs and, uh, and the Sabres are going to be really exciting. I think in the next couple of years, sure. that'll be a fun group to watch, but, but all three of those teams have, uh, have pushed the envelope offensively in different ways and so it's been fun to kind of to watch those teams evolve and develop over time and um you know if you can pick up a few things along the way from some of those teams uh we try to so um yeah that's that's a that's a roundabout way of answering your question <laughs> but uh um i i'm just excited the nhl is back here soon and and there's going to be some some more great hockey to watch it's a great time of year yeah, absolutely. And you know what? You got Tampa Bay's AHL team right up the road from you, the Syracuse right. Crunch. So right. very cool. All right, Coach. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to come on and talk to us. We, as always, really appreciate it. And I will be down to the 65 this weekend to cover the game. So hopefully I'll see you down there. Amazing. Look forward to seeing you. Thanks for having me, guys, and uh, best of luck. All right, you too, Coach. Thank you. Yeah, bye-bye. See you, Coach. Bye-bye. All right, that was Coach Greg Fargo, number three Colgate. I tell you, he's always an awesome interview. Yeah. Love having him on. So, Jordy, I tell you, this is what we'll do. Um, I need to take a break because mm. I got to get some water. We've been doing a lot of talking here. We'll take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the weekend coming up because, I'll tell you, hockey is back in central New York, and we're starting to oh, hit full sure swing. Is. So we're going to have a lot to talk about when we get back. Visit My Little Falls and stay connected with the latest news, information, and events in the city and the area. Our mission is to generate interest in the community and connect residents in a more meaningful way by facilitating deeper conversations about how these stories will shape the future of the Mohawk Valley. Join thousands of weekly visitors who stay up to date with feature stories, interviews, videos, our event calendar, and print publication, The Mohawk Valley Express. It's about timely local news for the community, keeping citizens informed about important issues, telling about the people who live and work here, and giving locally owned businesses the opportunity to reach a very targeted audience of locals and tourists alike. It's a whole new form of media-rich content developed specifically for today's mobile lifestyle and listeners. You can download our iOS app in the iTunes store, listen to our podcast, or sign up for our weekly email newsletter. Stop by today. You'll be glad you did.
again, I say this every episode. I just love that song. <laughs> I can't help I know, it. You know, know, maybe we ought to consider how to maybe in- incorporate that into our opening. Um. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. It's a long I, one though. It's like a yeah, I know. I, minute and five seconds or something. I just something see the, like I just that. love seeing the look on your face when I make more work for you. <laughs> yeah, it's a, stand in line. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I don't know where Jordy went. He's, yeah, he well, you know, I think he's having technical difficulties again. Again. Yeah. Again. Right, let's see if we can Are you there, Jordy? Well, yeah, I'm here. I'm just trying now my ah. camera doesn't want to start. Ah, that's all right. That's right. As lo- listen, as long as we can hear your insight, that's what counts. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't understand the logo, the com- oh. the common flock. Yeah, that's his podcast. Oh, he's just flocking around then. <laughs> he just flew away. <laughs> now he's gone again. <laughs> no, he's actually got a podcast. Uh, it's about the, the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, yeah. Notre Dame Fighting Irish. There he is. There he is. So... All right. Well, before he flies away again, let's get <laughs> let's get going. Uh, where to start? You know what? Let's stick with Colgate. Uh, the Colgate Raiders men's team opens up their season this weekend, uh, Saturday night at the Class of 1965 Arena. They play UConn, and then they play them again on Sunday afternoon at three o'clock, right back there at the Class of 1965 Arena. Uh, you know they're coming off an ECAC tournament championship, uh, along with an NCAA tournament appearance, but for the first time in 30 years. Don Vaughn will not be behind the bench. Uh, he retired in the offseason, and he was replaced by Mike Harder, who is actually the uh, the program's all-time leading scorer. Mm. So it's going to be really interesting to see you know, what, if, what, if any, changes Coach Harder brings in. Uh, it, it's going to be, you know, like I said, that I, I think Colgate is going to be one of those uh, sneaky, quiet teams this year that can surprise a lot of people. Sneaky yeah, quiet. and that's always true with a new coach. I mean, you everybody expects you to take a drop, but if something ever happens and you come out of nowhere, nobody expected it. And that's exactly what I mean when I say, you know, like sneaky. I know that sounds kind of derogatory, but it's not. What I'm meaning is, you know, everybody's saying, well, you know, Coach Vaughn retired, you know, but I'm telling you right now, I think Coach Harder is going to bring a lot of pizzazz to this offense. Yeah. And, and I think it's going to be a very exciting team to watch that, you know, maybe people don't have on the radar right now. But tell you what, by the middle of the season, towards the end of the season, could be looking at a, another Colgate Raiders uh, good run through the ECAC. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you can, get down to those games this weekend because it is exciting hockey no matter what. Yeah, always. All right. And speaking of Central New York hockey, uh, the Syracuse Orange women's team, they opened up their season last or last weekend uh, by defeating Post twice. They're 2-0. Uh, they were pretty dominant in both games, actually. And uh, for their efforts, uh, two Orange were actually named to uh, CHA, that's the conference they play in, uh, Players of the Week. So goalie Allie Kelly was named the CHA Goaltender of the Week. And I hope I'm saying this right, Nea Tervanen was named the CHA Rookie of the Week. So the Orange off to, off to a good start. Yeah, and with Syracuse, I mean, they're a newer team. So n- now if they start winning and they start doing good immediately off the bat, they're going to draw eyes real quick. Yeah, I, I think so. And, and you know, they, they did struggle last season. So this was the ideal way to get the season started, get some confidence built right away. And you know mm-hmm. what? And, again, just like the, the Colgate men's team, Hey, you know what? You start putting together wins, and all of a sudden you're back on the radar, like you just said. Uh, they play Merrimack at home this weekend, uh, Friday night and Saturday afternoon at the Tennedy Ice Pavilion up there in Syracuse. So if you're in the Syracuse area and you want to watch some college hockey, 
that's the place to be. And as always, you can go to cnyhockeyreport.com, by the way, cheap plug, on our score tracker. <laughs> on our score tracker, we have the dates, the times, and we even put the scores. Of the, hey, there it is right there. Uh, cnyhockeyreport.com. And if you want to email us with any kind of information, comments, questions, complaints, uh, <laughs> send them to another email. You know, that yeah, box well, is dead. Okay, we're going to close that. Uh, either way, it's info at cnyhockeyreport.com. So I had to get that in. I almost forgot. You know, that would have been bad. I wonder why you were just winking at me. Yeah. I thought you were trying to be cute again. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, majority, Shorty. yeah, he's he get He's about ready to fly away again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quit flocking around. He's Charlie. like, that's it. <laughs> I'm spreading my wings. I'm getting out of here. It's enough of this. We can we can do bird jokes for the next half hour. I know. And, yeah. <laughs> but you know, Jordy, the uh, the AHL preseason starts. As a matter of fact, it starts tonight. We're recording on Thursday, October fifth. Uh, the Syracuse Crunch are at the Rochester Amherst. Uh, Friday night, the Amherst are at the Utica Comets up there at the Adirondack Bank Center. And then on Sunday afternoon at 5 o'clock, the Crunch are hosting the Comets at the Upstate Medical University Arena. So AHL is back. And not a moment too soon. I'm so excited for this. I love seeing camp rosters and seeing guys up from Adirondack, new guys down from New Jersey, new guys coming in that are on AHL contracts. It's an exciting time. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, with both teams, because you're, you're like you said, New Jersey's making roster cuts. Uh, Tampa Bay is making roster cuts. Uh, Tampa Bay, though, is suddenly finding themselves in a situation where, for the first time in a long time, they're going to be dealing with uh, some pretty significant injuries to start the season, namely Andre Vasilevsky, who's going to be out eight to ten weeks. Uh, I was actually kind of surprised that they sent Hugo Alnafelt back down to the crunch. Um Maybe just to get him started in the AHL, and then if this is going to be an extended uh, absence for Vasilevsky, uh, call him back up and see what he can do. Uh, same thing over on the, the New Jersey side. So they sent Eric Shulgren down, who the, uh, the the organization signed in the offseason. There was a lot of concern that he might get claimed on waivers because a lot of teams really are very, very short on goaltending depth. Alnafal uh, is still waiver-exempt, whereas Shulgren was not, but he did clear. So in the absence of Nico Dawes, I got a feeling he's going to get a lot of playing time in Utica. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to be a goalie battle, but he he's the favorite by far because you see what he did against Utica with Toronto. You see what he did throughout the season. He played well, um, and this is barring any breakouts from Tyler Brennan. Right, right. That's true. But I mean, Shelgren was especially or especially excellent against the the, the Comets in their uh, semifinal series last year on the Calder Cup playoffs. But uh, but yeah, this is this is the fun time of year where you see, okay, this this person's on waivers. Is he going to make it through? It's like that. What's that? that tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. You know that the, the no. sands of time music. Oh, okay, yes. You know what I mean. Sounds waiting because like, you got to wait twenty four hours. Sounds like a soap opera. Days of our lives. Yes, that's like what I was thinking of right our there. Lives. Oh, yeah. That's exactly been like what I was thinking. like 30 years since I've seen that show. <laughs> and the people still look the same. Well, you know what, though? Well, you DVR it, right? Yeah. No, I'll VHS it. Oh, okay. yeah, but even yeah. better. Yeah, 30 yeah, years. Set yeah. the so timer no, on the VCR. Yeah, yeah. Remember when you used to do that? <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. you'd always screw up and put the wrong time in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you'd have those midnight commercials that are meaningless for hours on end on the tape. Yeah, those. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, what the hell is it? What am I watching? Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. But yeah, I mean, like I said, with the preseason being back, uh, it, it's just fantastic. It's so exciting. Uh, the regular season for both the Crunch and the Comets open uh, October 13th against each other. Uh, that's in Utica. So next week, we're going to have two shows. We're going to make a lot of work for Dave here. <laughs> we're going to make a lot of work for Dave. We're going to have, of course, have a Utica Comets preview show. And we're also going to have a Syracuse Crunch preview show. Um, I can tell you for the Crunch show that we do have a couple special guests coming on, actually. Uh, Syracuse Crunch owner Howard Dahlgren is coming on. Uh, and we're also going to have a, a special co-host to help us out that day. Uh, Alex Ackerman from the Syracuse Speaks podcast is going to come on. So we're going to have a big spectacular. So it's <laughs> going to be a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, like like I said, with, with the, the start of the season, hope springs anew. Hope springs anew, even if it's for a good five seconds. Well, <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, just from a comments point of view, I just hope they can keep the lights on Friday night. That's a, yeah, you know, that's, oh, I yeah, Dave's got to show off his trophy over here. Yeah, there he is. There it is. I made the joke. Course, you notice he puts it right in front of my face. <laughs> What's that, Jordy? I'm sorry. I was too busy busting Dave chops. Trying to improve his image. <laughs> What'd you say? I, I, I was saying to somebody, I, as long as the lights don't go out again, we're fine. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, if, the, if it does go out again, you know it was staged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this time we'll know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, too much fun. Too much fun. And, and, you know, speaking of the Comets, Jordy, the Utica Junior Comets season is underway. And I'll tell you something, the NCDC and the Premier teams are doing awesome so far. Uh, the NCDC team is three and zero, and the Premier team is four and zero. Yeah, they're they're both coming out strong, and I didn't expect them both to be undefeated this fast. Yeah, they look great. They actually, they they both teams look fantastic. Yeah, and <clears throat> with that, you never truly know because of how much it changes year to year. But this could be a strong right. year. Sure, sure, absolutely. Uh, they don't come home until let's see October twentieth. I think it's the same same day that the uh, the Utica Pioneers men's team opens up their exhibition season when they take on the uh, the, the United States development team there the, the U eighteens. Uh, but they'll be playing at the Adirondack Bank Center too. So if you want to come out and check out some USPHL hockey, October twentieth is the and they're, they're playing the twenty first too. Uh, actually, another cheap plug: we do have the Utica <laughs> Junior Comets on. The cnyhockeyreport.com score tracker. There it is. All you got to do is click on that, and there it is. Yeah. And you will know for sure the dates, the times, and when they go final, the scores. So, super cool. <laughs> uh, Jordy, any final thoughts uh, going into this weekend? Not much, other than I'm counting down the days for UC men's hockey. Yeah, a couple weeks now, right? Yeah, 15 days and a handful of hours. <laughs> but who's counting? I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I got a different clock running. Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, we don't want to know. Yeah. We don't want to know. Don't want to know. <laughs> All right. So on that note, why don't we wrap this thing up? Because I don't know. Dave's clock might get screwed up if we don't. Yeah. So uh, once again, I want to thank Greg Fargo for coming on the show. He was an awesome guest, as he always is. Uh, you know, check out cnyhockeyreport.com every day for your updated Central New York hockey news. And, of course, check us out on the socials. You can find us on Facebook, X, Instagram, Blue Sky, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, all over the place you can find us. So, for Jordan Brockway, for Dave the Save Warner, I'm Scott Kimball. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. <laughs>